The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue in my, my words. Well, how about this rumor that you are really hired, Mr. Stark? And welcome to another exciting episode of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles. Yay! I am your host, Tim D-O-Double-G. Yay! And I'm joined by the man behind the sound effects, at Agent underscore 70 on Twitter. Sup, everybody. And we also have at Agent... Not I'm, just, I'm, just at, yeah, I'm, I'm an agent. I'm an agent now. <laughs> ah, yes, I made it, Ma. Thank you, Roddy Cat. There he goes. <laughs> We're thrown off because we are missing a particular member of the uh, panel this week. Who's also not an agent, but <laughs> in his own way, he is, I guess. <laughs> that would be at PCN underscore Dirt, who is in Memphis, Tennessee this week. Make sure to go to his website, popculturenetwork.com, and also go to our website, theclicknation.com, where you can find previous episodes of the Comic Book Chronicles and Comic Book Reviews. <laughs> on the homepage, you'll find links to our social media accounts. We're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Google+. Follow us. And Instagram. Instagram. And subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and TuneIn Radio. Remember, we are part of the Coats Slither Podcast Network, a.k.a. the CSPN. Do it today. And while you're on the CSPN.us website, you can buy some Comic Book Chronicles merchandise. Go to shop.cspn.us. Remember, we record live every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you're on social media and you're talking comics, make sure to use the hashtag Comic Book Chronicles or CBCron. So this week... Saw the finale of the Spider-Man event series, Dead No More, The Clone Conspiracy. So issue number five came out. Get that cover up here. Oops. Cancel. All right. So while Tim is pulling up the cover for viewers of the video at home, um, basically this issue finds us with the... uh, uh, with the Jackal broadcasting a uh, deadly signal to all carriers of, well, well, they, well, eventually they'll become carriers of the carry-on virus. I guess the, I guess the carry-on virus is laying dormant within them as they are um, uh, uh, hold, uh, they are either full or partial clones um, or, or uh, carrying cloned uh, tissue. So, um, as we left the, uh, you know, as we left our heroes at the end of the last issue, the penultimate issue, um, we find that um, the clone of Otto Octavius has turned on the alert. Spoiler alert! The jackal is one is is no other than no one other than Ben Riley. Dun, dun, dun. Exactly. So as Ben Riley slash the Jackal's plans are uh, basically uh, sla- they're, they're, they're sort of coming to fruition and sort of going up in flames, uh, uh, we find uh, uh, Otto, the, the clone of Otto Octavius 
the the very real um, uh, Anna Maria and um, and 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 Spidey trying to stop uh, everything from uh, you know basically going up into flames. And the I guess issue five starts with the the virus taking over the world or being spread across the world. Uh, the the clones are disintegrating from the virus, but they're also spreading it to non clones right. who are becoming infected with it as well. Right, and it seems to be spread uh, fairly quickly and easily. You know, no one needs to be bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, it's like it's spread through the air and contact with the skin. Exactly. So it's up to Spider-Man and his amazing friends to stop the jackal. Right. He gets some assistance from the Gw- Gwen Stacy clone. Oh, you had me excited there for a second. What do you mean? friends? Yeah. Ah. Play on words, my friend. Uh-huh. Well done. Uh, so, yeah. Gwen Stacy clone. Uh, clones for the Prowler and Gene uh, DeWolf, I think her name was. Correct. Correct. Detective Gene DeWolf. Uh, also, Kane, the Scarlet Spider, and Gwen Stacy from the other alternate universe. Spider-Gwen. Spider-Gwen. Right. So in my notes, I had written down, let's open it back up here. Some clones disintegrate, others escape by the end. Uh, that seems to be the big takeaway from the event was to revive characters, particularly Ben Riley. And I feel more will be revealed in the clone conspiracy Omega one shot that comes out after this. Yeah, I, th- I kind of thought that that robbed this issue of uh, a lot of the potential impact it would have had by having a clone conspiracy Omega. You know, because um, what I was saying earlier is that this issue really does leave a lot of threads dangling, you know, very much a Chris Claremont-esque, um, you know, um, during the, uh, the X-Men years. Um, spoiler alert, we actually find out, we find out that some of the, uh, the people who we thought were clones really weren't. Well, I won't go too deep into that. I think you should read this book. It is, I think the clone conspiracy itself, the five issue story is worth reading because it does have a lot of uh, great references and callbacks to uh, Spider-Man stories of the past. And it really is kind of nice. It tickles the nostalgia bone for certain, um, you know, when you're reading this, Um, you know, where, you know, where it really leaves um, uh, the story going forward. Yeah. It does kind of suck that you have to read this, uh, this uh, Omega issue to find out what's going on. Of to find to kind of set up the future stories. Yeah, it's kind of odd that this was just usually we're used to events being, uh, e- you know, ending with the even number. So this ended with, a, you know, on issue number five. But then the mm-hmm. Omega can almost be considered like a sixth issue in a way. Right. But then also sort of uh, is a nice link to the status quo going into Amazing Spider-Man, and I guess the. Uh, ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider series that's going right. to come out as well. Right. So, I mean, w- you know, overall, what were your feelings on this? I enjoyed the series. Um, the end, this, this ending here just felt like a cheat code to bring back a bunch of characters. Right. But we, they also did get rid of, you know, uh, well, you know, I guess they don't really get rid of anything. Cause like yeah, I'm saying, they don't get rid of anyone. They yeah. tease a whole bunch of deaths. Exactly. Through disintegration of clone cells. Right, right, right. And then, you know, and ultimately, you know, we, uh, uh, you know, we kind of get a little bit of a comeuppance for um, for J. Jonah Jameson, you know, because, uh, you know, he finally he, he finally relents, you know, because he'd been holding this kind of, you know, 
it's a tough grudge, especially if you've ever had to, you know, deal with, uh, you know, debts in, 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 in your own family. Uh, you know, you can, you can really sympathize with what, uh, uh, Jonah's feeling there, you know, especially with regards to, you know, uh, using the, uh, the new U tech to, uh, save his own father. But then, you know, after all this, after, you know, falling prey to, uh, Ben Riley's schemes, you know, he, he finally, uh, he finally has to admit, you know, to, uh, to Spider-Man that, uh, that Peter Parker was right. And that, you know, it's not, you know, that, uh, you know, the whole new you, um, uh, potential, uh, you know, uh, life-saving technology and, and the whole, uh, you know, clone thing was just a, you know, a, a super false hope. And they never got around to doing anything with the tease of Uncle Ben. Right. Well, it was like a cliffhanger, and then they basically dove right into it and said, no, we're not even going there. Yeah. You know? If we're not that cool. Yeah, exactly. It's like, nah, we're not going there. So... But yeah, I mean, I, listen, I enjoyed this. Uh, if you go online to uh, Graham Comics Reviews uh, on Instagram, that is PCN underscore Dirt doing his reviews, uh, his weekly reviews of comics. And I don't think he had um, the best uh, rating for this issue. I happen to like this issue, but like, <coughs> excuse me, no cough button nearby. But like uh, we were both saying, it, it does feel... Um, cheapen because it, it turns out to not be the final issue, but another penultimate issue. Yes. All right. So what's next on our agenda? What do y'all want to go to? You guys want to cover the two Captain America books this week? Did you guys read those? I hadn't read either one, but sure, go for it. Oh, no! Yeah, I haven't read them either. Oh, no, no, no. I'll, I'll leave that for rapid fire then because I'll try to cover them quickly. Let's try to get to something we all read, or at least two of us read. How about uh, four? Mighty Thor number 16. I, I read the Thor. All right. Just so I as guardian voice. Yeah, I, I read the Thor. <laughs> All right. So um, this issue picks up right where we left off because, um, you know, we're, we, uh, we find uh, uh, Jane Foster Thor in the, in the, uh, the middle of uh, Shi'ar space. And as I try to find this uh, copy, ah, it's under M for Mighty Thor. Um, what we find is that um, two, the, the two, I guess, primary deities of the Shi'ar uh, race. Um, sh- uh, and, and what's funny is that we recognize these names from, uh, you know, uh, I, I shouted out Claremont before. If you if you ever read um, uh, uh, the Shi'ar the, the X-Men's adventures in uh, Shi'ar space uh, as written by uh, Chris Claremont, you know that the Shi'ar characters often um, uh, often uh, uh, pray to uh, Shara and uh, Kithri, the, the, the quote, star mother and the father of light, the, the deities in the Shi- uh, of the Shi'ar race. And basically, uh, they have, uh, spoiler alert, called uh, Thor to... Uh, uh, to answer a challenge, a challenge of the gods. And I kind of thought, and I really had a, a, a I got a, a lot of kicks out of reading this issue because um, uh, there were a few uh, shout outs to, um, to the real world in this because uh, apparently in uh, Jane Foster's absence, Volstag is um, holding, is, uh, is trying to, um, filibuster the uh the was it the, the congress of worlds yes. in, into uh, uh uh considering um 
a vote to approve as guardian action against the Shi'ar, and he's just going to hold the floor and filibuster until he gets his way. And I thought that was pretty funny uh, and, and a pretty timely reference. A uh, friend of the show, I guess formerly Dort Geekus, uh, he had mentioned how the Shi'ar gods reminded him a lot of uh, Gore the God Butcher, in a, in a way, from the very first Thor God of Thunder series when Aaron took over the book. So just how their like thought process and being uh, sort of looking down at the mortals. Oh, sure. The people that they're, you know, pray to them, but they could care. Le- the gods could care less. Right. As we see later on during the, it wasn't exactly trial by combat, but well, the, the challenges, the challenges. Yes. Right. And I thought the, the, the first challenge, the challenge of, uh, uh, what should I call it? What did they call it? The challenge of natural disasters. I thought that was hysterical because the logic they use is so twisted. Yes, it's so so twisted. But These it's clever. Are, oh, absolutely, and that's why I got a kick out of this issue. And uh, this is definitely a candidate for click of the week for me because I got you know like there was a stu- I had the stupid grin on my face reading this issue on the way home on the subway because of the the, the really clever twist in logic. Um, essentially, spoiler alert. Essentially, what the Shi'ar deities do is uh, create additional um, worship uh, uh, or create worshipfulness in their followers by by crapping all over them. Yes, <laughs> like causing them to have pain, and uh, and and that uh, that begets uh, or causes these uh, uh, followers to increase their their prayer energy, their the, the number of prayers, and that's how they uh, they they win this challenge. And it was pretty uh, it was pretty funny to. Uh, to, to read the, the entire sequence. And, and we get to the end, and without spoiling too much, uh, I, I forget which one this is, uh, which of the Shi'ar, uh, the, it's the male deity who says, I've always hated this round. <laughs> 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 Essentially, after Thor kind of uh, uh, puts, the, uh, puts the kibosh on uh, what's going on. And of course, gorgeous art from Russell Dodderman and Matt Wilson. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And then we also had, as you mentioned, the Congress of World stuff going on with Volstagg. And we also had the uh, Warriors 2 with Lady Sif, mostly Lady Sif, uh, Lady Sif challenging um, uh, Cole mm-hmm. Thorson, who was the uh, the man in charge in Odinson and Odin's stead while he tends to his uh, his wife. Right, right. So basically, you know, uh, everyone knows that uh, that that Thor has been abducted, and that you know they, they're trying to go after her. And obviously, uh, Cull is is uh, taking Odin's lead in saying that, well, you know, the the Thor usurper, the false Thor god, kidnapped. So you know, we may not have to go after her. You know, we may not have to save her. But um, ultimately, spoiler alert. They unleash some arrows that get through uh, tech shielding to pierce the uh, the um, the armor of uh, Shi'ar uh, spaceships, which I thought was freaking hysterical. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> overall fun issue. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You should be reading this, Roddy. Yeah, let me check it out. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. So, what do you have on tap, Roddy? What do I have on tap? Um, let's go with, um, oh crap, where did I put it? No, let's do Ultimates. Ultimates 2, number 4. Sure, I read that. 
I'm trying to find the... We're on number four already? Yeah. Hmm. Doesn't feel like it. Yeah, no. And here we go. Well, we're dealing with a lot of splash pages, if you hadn't noticed. Travel Foreman's put in a lot of splash pages in these books. So I was looking at this cover, and I was like, at first I was like, oh, wait, is that that S looks like a Miss Marvel thing? And then I was like, oh, no, please don't let that be uh, Century. (laughs) 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 We don't don't need that. (laughs) But um, here we find the Ultimates uh, still in Galactus' ship. They get... um, Invaded is not the right word, but it's going to be the one I'm used for right now by the troubleshooters who follow them to the ship, and uh, the the um, a fight commences in, in this mm-hmm. issue. Even though you know, even though the leader of the group who was trying to talk, you know, one of the members of the troubleshooter just decided to go ahead and start the fight. And excuse me, and they and Ultimus kind of have those have their little squabble. Meanwhile, um, Galactus is out and about, and we see the newly created Logos, who is um, made up of uh, Order, Chaos, Chaos, and the Inbetweener, who was pretty much trying to bring down the law amongst uh, a group of uh, Celestials who happen to be hiding, who just so happen to be hiding when the last universe ended. Um, Logos finds them, starts to kill them, but then we find a... um, some intervention by the Never Queen, who is a who's a dance lot uh, of Silver Surfer, right? Straight out, straight out of the pages of Silver Surfer, mm-hmm. who kind of comes in and it's like, "Hey, you just killed the possibility and this and that and the other." So, you know, they have words, um, and and then Logos somehow gets away from that and comes across uh, Galactus, and at the end of the issue, we see a possible return of. The previous version of Galactus, thanks to Logos, but uh, we shall see how that works out in the right. end. Uh, I'm, I'm. So a while ago, when you know, when like Infinity and whatnot happened, and we saw a little bit of the u- new universe stuff kind of, kind of creep in. Right. I was wondering, it's like, okay, they're not really using too much outside of you know the, the couple of characters that they made a book out of. Yeah, that like is- Mask and uh, Starbrand. Mm-hmm. But we didn't see, like, we saw, like, bits and pieces of whatever, but we never really saw anything else from it except for now and this, cause, because the troubleshooters are pretty much made up of um, retold characters from the new universe. Uh, universe. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of digging up hard, even though, you know, you and kind of taking, taking a little bit of liberties with some of the stuff, but, you know, you, you got to do what you got to do. You know, he's having fun with it, that's for certain. And apparently one of the, uh, one of the troubleshooters doesn't seem that far away because you can see like if you know much about the new universe and you read this issue like okay you see where they kind of got this and then they pulled that from there but uses it for this other character and you know the you see where they kind of retold them so i'm kind of digging on that part of it right it seemed to me like more i you listen my my recall when it comes to new universe stuff is awful right mm-hmm. now but well, so I, I found myself yeah well, go ahead no, I find myself saying, "Wait, this character doesn't had nothing to do with that." But I right. see what you I see what you did. What I re- yeah, exactly. What I recognize though are uh, some of the terms that were that that mm-hmm. came out of like some of the titles right. of um of, of the new universe, and obviously like Psy Force and exactly. uh, what was the other one? There was another big one, Psy uh, um, Force and DP. Well, DP Seven was the, the other big group one. No, but there's a but there's a term that they use in here. Psy uh, oh, Force the is one. 
wide event. Right. No, the wide yeah the the wide the wide yeah. event is one, and there is another term in here that they use um, that made me you know that 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 was a, a clear callback. So that was a reference to, right? That was a reference. Well, I mean, yeah, all during like that power, fight, like kind of, exactly. They were making like subtle references, but the one right. you know, Fire Force is obviously one because that was the title of one of the new universe titles, right? But there was also Codename Spitfire, which was also that's the it. Title of one. That's yeah. it. That's it. That's the reference, but the, right? But they're using a person from that book, but not the main person. But they're still using aspects of that in right. In that. So like, even right. leave it a group justice whose powers. You know, like you said, you know, calls back to five side force, which wasn't necessarily his powers, but they still use them kind of in the same way. He did that, you know, there. Right. So ultimately, that uh, you know, just those like real subtle. They're really more like Easter eggs for me at this point. Right. Uh, were kind of fun. So it's still nice to see them being weaved in and out. So yeah, this is a pretty fun issue. I'm a little. I I kind of found myself a little bit lost, mm-hmm. even though I have read all of the issues in this. I kind of want to go back to issue number three, and just you know make sure that I'm clear. But it seemed like, um, uh, you know, what, what's clear right now is that uh, you know the uh, the change in Galactus may not be uh, 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 may not be taking for very long or much longer. Mm. And I thought that was the biggest takeaway from this book. Assuming that sticks, yeah. You know, it's 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 real weird. Like I kind of half as I half expected to see this stuff cross over with the Silver Surfer. Now that we're seeing so many of the cosmic entities in this book. You would think so, but yeah, like this, just like in Secret uh, Secret Wars, like Silver Surfer's pretty much off on his own, right? And now it's not, and now Surfer's basically like, isn't he just roaming the Earth with uh, Dawn Greenwood? Wait, did they go back to Earth? Because I thought they were still out. Uh, oh, I don't know. I haven't. I, I, I dropped the book a while ago, so oh, gotcha. I'm a so little bit behind. They were on Earth for a while, but then something happened, and now they're back out in space. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, like I said, you know, at some point I would hope that uh, the two books cross over because, you know, there's the, the ultimates are dealing with such, you know, cosmic level threats that you'd think that the surfer would eventually get involved. You would think. Yeah, but yeah, it, it doesn't seem likely at this point because it's, right. it's, they're going in vastly different directions. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's see. Wow. Tim's list of books is vastly different from mine this week. <laughs> We know, like, uh, we covered basically, for- yeah, we, we basically covered, like, the only two books that we both read, uh, uh, that we each both read this week. How about Roddy's list? Because we may be going through, like, rapid fire a lot sooner. Um, I mean, that's fine, because yeah. I don't think it'll take, at least for mine, it won't take long. Exactly. Like I, well, you, you guys, can, I was about to say, you Roddy guys, can talk about US Avengers. Yes, that's yeah, exactly I was about to say, what I was going to say. One. Yeah. Because I, I hate to say this, I closed my eyes because I was, I was kind of tired on my way home. I had started this book, but couldn't make it through before I got to my stop. Great, so I think about, this was probably the easiest read this week. No kidding. It put me to sleep. Well, 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 I was pretty tired. The first story arc is the end of the first story arc. Nice. Yes. Like after three issues. Yeah, so the uh, US Avengers take on the Golden Skull. That is his name, right? That is yeah. his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the name. He uh, suits up in a gold suit of armor, which come, ends up being his downfall because, <laughs> spoiler alert, Gold Hold is, on. Gold is gold. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So, might not want to make a suit of armor out of real gold. Yeah, especially when you're doing, dealing with a super team of some, you know, fairly smart people. Right. And we... It showed them working as a team very well at the beginning, uh, using their the ones with powers to create shields to uh, protect the... Uh, 
rest of the team as they took on a group of robots. Uh, Captain America. Say, no offense. Uh, I was going to say, no offense. Uh, whatchamacallit. Um, what is this? The Iron Patriot stealth armor or the Iron Patriot? Yeah, no, there's wait, two wait, different wait. versions that show up in this book. Hold on. Isn't that Dave? Dave. No, Enigma. Enigma. Isn't that Dave? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it look oh. like Dave? The IDW Dave? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks oh, a lot like, like Dave. Dave. Huh. Yeah. It does look like Dave. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, just, just uh, at first glance. Anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, I'm saying uh, Captain America from the future, 20 sets, Daniel Cage, yes. gets in on the action here. She has a shield she, that, that flies. Unfortunately, she doesn't. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Like stick around to join the team. Yeah, like she was, she was just with, just like with the Golden Scroll. She's only here for the first arc unless she ends up coming back some some kind of way. But yeah, they reference. But uh, again, that, that is her villain. That's not, that's why she came in there in, the, in the first place. Yeah, so they caught him. She took him back to the future. Uh, they reference how Squirrel Girl ba- used to babysit her. Mm-hmm. For people that like uh, continuity. Mm. Yeah, back in the Mighty Avengers days. Uh, uh, Sam found a different, slightly different use for his powers. Um, I look the, the the whole beginning when they started the fight when and Tony was kind of given given orders, like she was like field lead or something like that. I was like, huh, that's new. Because mm-hmm. usually it's like, well, within the last couple of volumes, usually Roberto is the one giving out orders or whatnot, and he was just kind of there. Oh, Roberto uses uh, uh, some cinematic tech, right? So I thought that was interesting. It, they even kind of kind of um, allude to it when it when it when it comes up. Although they don't say it like that, you know. So, but they, this was a pretty fun book. They, uh, the team does this thing, you know. The um, Red Hulk was non-existent because of that whole um, time of thing. Has got it, but everybody worked well together, and it was a. This was a, you know, a pretty clean read. We also see. Oh, the other thing was the um, Gold Scroll, Skull Scroll, Skull was using some tech from an old X Men car- um, villain, which you know, as we have seen off and on. Well, it's not that. Well, I was about to say not yeah, that old because long, about, it did just. Long running. Yeah, I was about to say we did. Yes, he has shown up in another book. Yeah. yeah. The only yeah, other note I wrote down was uh, Golden Skull is a joke of a villain. Yep. So it was yeah. good to see the team uh, make quick work of him. Which, you know, first arc, that was, I think that was kind of the, the thing. So, yeah, like I said, just, Ewing's having fun with this book. And, and yeah. you know, we, we're fans. We, we appreciate it around here. Even though I the, the what's coming next issue, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not terribly excited for, but it is what it is. Oh, the uh, yes, kind of show Matt Wang should be a fan. exactly the return of Matt, Matt Wang's favorite character. Oh, <laughs> shout out to at Matt Wang ninety seven, who <laughs> will either be watching or listening to the show and will be glad to hear his name shouted out and our reference to his favorite guest character in U.S. Avengers slash okay. uh, what were they before New Avengers? Uh, yes. New so, Avengers. you know, where this character first appeared, you know, hint, hint. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it, it may be something that's related to uh, Monarch. Oh, that's a King Kong Godzilla reference. And, or the current monsters unleashed. Right. Thing All right. Is. All right, fellers. Um, it, it, you know, in one of those weird quirky things that comes up when we have like weeks where our, our various interests kind of diverge, mm-hmm. you want to start doing rapid fire. Cause it doesn't look like we have any other titles in common, unless you guys both read invincible Iron Man number four. Actually we did. There you go. Take care of that. Okay. So I think the, the question that Tim, you're muted. Um, 
the question that Tim and I both have looking at his notes was what in the world is going on with this? <laughs> because so, so yeah, so okay, so in so as the end of last issue, um uh both Peppers and Riri's armor get taken up by the Techno Golem to, uh, away from the last volume of uh Invincible Islands, because apparently it's old holding week for for newer villains, newer uh Iron Man villains, which sounds like she's gonna be running across a whole bunch of his old villains anyway. So they have to fight without armor. And Pepper and Pepper is like taking charges, like, all right, you run, I'll hold them off, basically type of position. And she does, using some moves that well, I don't think we have ever seen her use. Wait, did we just find out that Riri's first name is Rachel? I think I was a We found out that uh Pepper doesn't know her name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that what that was? Okay. Yeah. I thought that was funny. I was just flipping. He called her, he called her Rachel and she called her Reggie. Yeah. Oh no. Which That's which awful. kind of brings me to thinking that like maybe there's something else going on, but yeah. I don't, you know. That's oh, I see what it. you mean by fighting. Yeah, that's interesting. Can you just imagine seeing Gwyneth Paltrow doing this? Oh, no. What's he doing? And I, and I alluded to that in my notes. So like, oh, my is this um, <laughs> is this Iron Man 3? I'm like, what's, what's going on here? That's funny. But uh, so, yeah, Pe- Pepper holds her own while Riri escapes. And even Riri is able to uh, hold her own in a fight, at least being elusive. Yeah. And she sees a. Uh, intellectual. She uses that to her advantage to uh, even the odds in the fight by bringing in some backup. And that's what tends to happen in, in cases like this. And a classic armor shows up. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember what else happened. That was, that was about it. No, no that, that was pretty much it. Yeah. Um, like they fight. That was they. They kind of cut to when Rui went to go take over this other armor. They cut to Mary Jane and, and uh, Tony's mom for a quick second, and then. Back to the fight, and at the end of the um, at the end of the issue, uh, seems to, oh yeah, Pepper gets knocked out. So which um, which leaves looks like it leaves uh, Riri and this other armor and whatever's going to happen next, according to that uh, that last page. Yeah, or showing next issue. So, so I'm assuming uh, the fight will escalate enough to where other local heroes intervene, that's... and then that's when they are introduced to Riri. Even though they already met her yeah, about Civil War Two, yeah, they met her, but they didn't pay attention to her. Well, yeah, except for the ones the, the the those who became champions, right? Yeah, so nice cover. Yeah, I like the cover. It's cool. I made that my phone wallpaper. There was actually some good art inside too, um, yeah. especially with some facial stuff. Oh, this There's is Stefano Caselli. Yeah. yeah, some good art all around in uh, yeah. a bunch of these books mm-hmm. this week. Yeah, Caselli yeah, did the art, uh, you know, in a rare feat. He did the cover and interiors. That's not something you see every day anymore, right? Yeah. So that's the potential click of the week here. Nice. All right. Fellers, are we in rapid fire time? We can be. Yeah, I think so. All right. I'll lead off. Uh, let me scroll back up to my books and just do pick one of these books to do rapid fire with. Oh. Let me uh, catch up with a book from last week. Uh, last week, I, I, I neglected to mention because we were kind of swamped with a lot of books last week that uh, Totally Awesome Hulk number 16 came out last week. It was a continuation of uh, a Greg Pak story with you know, basically throwing all the uh, Asian and Asian American characters all into one book um, uh, to fight off an alien threat. Um, they actually well, form a... Uh, a new team called, I don't know if this is trademarked already by another uh, company, though. 
they form the protectors. And um, basically, even though it's a week out, I'm not going to spoil exactly what the twist is with these aliens, but the alien threat definitely took a strange twist. Let's put it that way. And we were talking about, uh, you know, biting and walking dead before. It's kind of along those lines. I read it over the weekend as well. So fun times. Yeah. Exactly. It's a good issue. You know, it's a, it's a continuation of the story. We're not, you know, we haven't finished the story yet, but uh, like, you know, like I said, it was kind of a weird twist when they were like, oh, so this is why we're, you know, basically um, the heroes get, uh, get captured and the aliens reveal why. And that was kind of weird. Hmm. All right. What else you guys got? We'll go like round robin, you know, like uh, everyone will pick a, a rapid fire. Let me pull my list up. Uh, let me get the Super Sons number one. Go for it. Which probably is going to be my click of the week. Nice. So, as I try to pull the cover up here, this story has kind of been building in the pages of Superman, and it was announced at the beginning of DC Rebirth uh, as one of the titles coming, but they held back on it because they wanted to introduce it properly in uh, instead of just you know throwing them together in a book. So, one cool thing I liked about this was the writing from, well, actually, it's two things, the art and writing, go figure. Mm. But uh, it was a fun read. I loved how uh, Tomasi uh, had John Kent standing up for his classmates when they were getting bullied. John, uh, at one point, wanted to use his heat ray vision to get some kids back, but he was like, no, can't do that. So got got him back in more creative ways. And even Damien helped out at one point mm. in disguise, a clever disguise, by the way. And of course, the interaction between the two of them going back and forth, back and forth with the witty comebacks, witty repartee. And of course, the art from Jorge Jimenez. He might be my favorite DC artist right now. I think he had a different colorist. So like the colors look slightly different from what I'm used to seeing from him, but not in a bad way, just different. So that was cool. So, yeah. Um, I think anything else we see appearances from the Kents and Alfred and Batman. So we saw uh, Superboy at home. I was gonna say on the farm. I guess it's a farm, but it's a farm on the outskirts. It's not Smallville and it's not Metropolis. They live. I forget the name of the town. Uh, so we see the the Kents or whatever whatever name they're calling themselves playing a family game, and then Superman gets a call from the Justice League and runs off. Uh, Batman. Not sure, I can't, I'm not sure if it's the same call, just lead call or not, but he leaves Damien by himself. So then Damien goes to pay visit and says uh, they need to go to Metropolis. I forget exactly what. They're, they're going to investigate something there, something at LexCor. They get there, they're outside the building, and lo and behold, uh, Lex Luthor pays them a visit asking if he can help them as they're uh, trying to break into his building. And he's like in his Superman armor. Well, that's still disconcerting. Yeah. You know, like, what is he doing? What is he wearing? God. All right. Roddy, you're up. All right. Since, well, since, um, since Tim has that, I am going to go and do Trinity number six. Um, that's in this, this, in this. Did draw this? I believe it did. Actually, no, because, um, they have another name on here. Is it Lupacino? Oh, okay. Ice. Y'all know that uh, she's good and she's super hot in real life. Oh, is she? So, yeah. So, um, 
okay. a chauvinist message was delivered by agent <laughs> underscore 70. His opinion is not that of the entire Comfort Chronicles or the Click Nation. All hate mail can be sent to at agent underscore 70 at Twitter. And and since he handles legal, uh, he can do exactly. <laughs> um. So yeah. So here we have the at the end of the arc. Um. Uh, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman are still were still trapped in this dream world, except for the fact that Mongo uses Superman's body to get back into the real world, which means he is in the, in the body of Clark Kent in the real world, and Poison Ivy is still there. Um. And he has control of uh, Superman's powers in that. Uh, and speaking of Super Son, John, he gets in a couple of licks uh, against um, against uh, the impersonator in his dad's body. Meanwhile, um, Batman and Wonder Woman are still in the dream world and they come across uh, the White Mercy who is the, who is the person thing that was, been, was helping out Mongol get to the point where he could get out of that world. But now the, the um, Bats and, and Wonder Woman have to Trust her to help them because watch out, wild, watch out. But uh, White Mercy sings like, "Yeah, I did help my father out, but I've also learned from their journey through this dreamscape that you know, a lot of compassion and bravery and all this other and loyalty and all this stuff." So she, so she wants to help them, and she does. So they finally get well. Batman, Batman finally gets out. Which the thing about it is, so when Batman gets out, he goes to help in the fight, not necessarily, but he pretty much pushes. Um, you know, everybody out the way when Mongol attacks and Poison Ivy's like, <laughs> and Poison Ivy's like, wait a minute, did, um, did, uh, did, 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 uh, did White Mercy get, get, give Bruce Wayne superpowers, you know, when, when, uh, in, in taking over everybody and like, no, so, so Poison Ivy seemed like she was starting to get put two and two together until somewhere near the end of the fight and things started getting, um, getting squared away and white mercy kind of took care of the fact that um, she made new, she may have known more than what she knew or what she, what she should have known at the time. So she looks like at the end of the day, she kind of has some temporary amnesia uh, at the end of it. But we also see um, like I said, the end of the arc. And we also see uh, a person. And by the way, I should, I should point out that because of poison Ivy's, uh, connection to the green and this other character's connection to the green is why this, uh, I'm usually coming to route, but it looks like the, um, this connection also brought this person into the real world some, some kind of way, because it looked like that person was, had disappeared when, you know, when things have been said and done. But like I said, the, the, the story arc has, um, has pretty much been nicely and neatly tied up. And I guess we're going to go into another arc. We don't know what, because nothing was really, um, you know, brought up near the end of it, with the exception of this character coming into the new world. I mean, coming to, to the real world. But we do see the the Trinity kind of sitting there talking to each other while the farm is still kind of, you know, broken up from the fights, and you know, they're laughing and talking, and that's pretty much the end of it. But it was a, it was a good issue, though. I, I I continue to enjoy this book. You know, it's it's not always the big action, but it shows these three, you know, characters, the closest these three characters have, even though, you know, one of them's from another world, but they still seem to be as close as, as if everybody was, you know. Right. I, I've been enjoying it. That I've probably mentioned it on a previous episode that Manipul, I wish Francis Manipul was working on Justice League with these characters, but this is his last issue written for to write for a while. Really? Cullen Bunn was doing, scheduled to do issue eight, but 
I think it was announced today that he's also writing issue seven. Is Manipul so moving that, to a like a new project? Nothing's been announced, but I think Newsarama had a report that he is scheduled to work on uh, Aquaman OGN, hmm. which I remember I think being announced last year. So I don't know if it's time for him to start work on that, which would take up some time because I think he's writing and drawing it. Gotcha. Hmm. So we don't know. But kind of interesting to see Bun back at DC after I figured he might have been done with them for a while after voluntarily leaving Aqu- uh, yeah, Aquaman. And I figured he was had a Marvel exclusive, but maybe not. No, I don't think so. I just figured since he had all, he had some pretty high-profile Marvel books that yeah. they would have had him locked down to a non-compete. Maybe perhaps not, not. Yeah, situation. Yeah. Maybe it's coming. But yes. So what else we got? All right. So uh, I think the run run come back to me. So let me let me uh, continue with uh, I'm going to cover Captain America Steve Rogers um, and I'll circle back to Sam Wilson when it's my turn again but uh, guess what there's actually someone or two that actually knows Hydra Cap's secret Dun- drama and though, and that those two characters are actually revealed in this book, and it's real interesting because it end because that is the cliffhanger ending. Um, there, there was some news this week that we may cover later on about um, Secret Empire and some of the reveals that uh, that have come out um, with regards to the cover art uh, about where the stories might be going. Actually, I was tweeting about this earlier today with at Matt Wang ninety seven, um, and we'll talk about that when we get to the news, but. Um, yeah, this issue does actually move the story along um, uh, nicely. Uh, we are finally getting to the point where, um, you know, Secret Empire really is about to drop. We spent a lot of time diving into how, um, uh, spoiler alert, Kobik may have altered um, Steve Rogers' uh, origin story. But what we find out here is that, which you know, we actually see, uh, or we're at least diving into some of the limits of Kobik's um, changes or interference in uh, Captain America's origin and, and his reality. And we're not 100% sure how uh, far uh, Kobik's effects actually reach. And it's still not resolved at the end of this issue, but it does raise some interesting questions that, will, that, you know, that are going to be, a, that, that seem to uh, uh, be uh, uh, on uh, the agenda to be addressed in future issues because of you know what I was just referring to whether or not um, Kobik as a as a nascent cosmic cube is really affecting reality on uh, universal or grand, you know much larger level um, beyond just that of uh, you know the origin of Steve Rogers so um, you know we're we're going to see how that uh, how that gets explained but you know this issue really does start the ball rolling in that direction. All righty, who's next? next was, oh, that, that's right, we're round robin. Uh, let's see, back to me. I'm going to do the Wild Storm. Nice. Bring up my notes here and bring up this cover work. So for the Wild Storm, I said I was never much of a reader of Ellis's run in the Wild Storm universe initially, but I ended up enjoying the Wild Storm. Let me see. There it is. Issue one. I like that. Ellis made it where you could step in as a new reader and understand what's going on. Very simple. Um, you see, you're familiar 
Wildstorm characters like Zealot. I think Michael Cray there in the middle is Deathblow, I believe. Michael Cray was Deathblow, except now he's a black man. Okay. Uh, that's on the right is Voodoo. Except they are they're more modernized now. You still have IO International Operations versus Halo. Uh, you see the Engineer. You see uh, I forget the other characters' names. The guy over Halo and the guy over um, IO. Talking about the midget guy. Yeah, so he's not a midget anymore. He's just oh, no. Like a, I mean, he's a regular sized person, but he's still the EMP. Like, I think what, what was he, it? He's still over hundred years old. Okay. Little person for for those who are sensitive about that thing. Oh, <laughs> the views expressed within are solely the views of Agent Underscore Seventy. <laughs> hey, you know, cover your bases exactly. But uh, I'm definitely gonna keep reading it to see uh, what they do with it. Else is taking it more into the you know secret conspiracy type deal with these different organizations that are trying to control and rule the ro- world. Okay, uh, through the organizations. Uh, John Davis Hunt's art is nice and clean. And again, I'm just curious to see where the story goes. Hmm. Well, we know how long it's going to go, judging by the cover. <laughs> 24 issues. Yeah. yeah, it's a nice little trick. That if you look at the, the top of the cover, the little banners. And I, I know uh, DC had mentioned how they're going to, they're keeping the covers simple. Like no fancy cover work. It's just going to be like one or two characters on each cover. Really enough, it kind of doesn't type even of look deal. like um, a DC book. Yeah, was well, there new imprint? The Wildstorm imprint. Mm. Well, yeah, but yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. All right, but yeah, and I guess uh, for, for anyone who's interested, by the way, there is a sell on at Comicsology on Warren Ellis stuff. Sadly, no, no, um, sadly, no, no next wave. But there's probably a reason for that. So, is his image work that I need to? I could go back and read to get familiar with this on there. Uh, no Wildstorm, no old Wildstorm stuff either. So, oh, no Wildstorm, just like no, just like uh, well, I mean, yeah, no, no Wildstorm stuff. There's the well, wait, was the the authority of Wildstorm? Yes, yeah, okay, then then that's on there. Yeah, that, that's what all this is coming from, basically. Okay, in that case, yeah, there's still a couple of volumes of that, and then there's the planetary, you know, outside of that, planetary. It's been oh yeah, uh, so this is more news stuff and doesn't actually have to do with this, but uh, there was during an interview. Ellis talked about how over the next two years there's there'll be a total of four Wild Storm titles. So mm. basically, three more books will be launched that spin out of the Wild Storm here. But Planetary would not be one of them. Okay, he's, I think he said he told all the stories he could tell with uh, those characters. Was Planetary part of the what the authority authority and all that stuff, or was that something separate? I think that was something separate, but I'm not entirely sure though. The authority. And Agent 70, is that an actual entryway for Central Park South subway? Uh, put the image back up. Let's see. It's, it's up now, Central right? Central Park South, the 2, 3, B. Yeah, it probably is. It, you know, the, uh, the, the, that seems to be the, uh, the correct trains that would be running in that, on, you know, in that particular area of Central Park. So, Kind of curious. See how accurate they were. Yo, yeah, listen, you know, I'm a st- if I had read this, I would have looked it up. You know, make sure. See where they're coming out of. Yep. Because Ellis being British, right? Right. Yeah. But John Davis Hunt might be from New York. Oh, maybe, yeah. And there's always photo reference, too. You know, that's always big, you know, when people are looking this stuff up, so. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Is it back to me yet, or is it Roddy? Uh, I believe that's me, actually. Okay. <laughs> so, we go to, actually, I think we only have, what, two left. 
We'll go to He Man Thundercats number five. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so this is the uh, penultimate issue, um, and I weirdly enough, you didn't have to because I think I have I've read the first issue, I've read part of the second issue, and I did not read three and four. So, but I wanted to kind of thumb through this just to see if if, if I actually needed to, and yeah, I'm gonna go back and read it anyway, but. Okay. What you all you need to really know about this this issue is that there's a big fight. Um, ouch! That hurt. Um, there's a big fight with uh, the Masters of the Universe, the Thundercats, and some big monsters that apparently Skeletor and Mumra may have sent uh, up against them. And this whole issue was pretty much that fight. There was no Lionel. There was no He Man. So uh, I'm, I'm going to assume that something happened to them. In the last couple of issues is the reason why they didn't show up, and you have to think they're going to be back for the next one because. So the fight was going along, and we see the various factions, you know, fighting these monsters. You see Tila and Chitara kind of working together a couple of times. Uh, You see Man at Arms and Panthro and Tigra uh, working together because they got this big cannon they're trying to use against the uh, the um, the monsters, you know, and and they're having their little banter or whatnot. Then you see, like, say, Orko and Wiley Kid and Wiley Cat working together, and of course, Orko is screwing stuff up, like he tends to do. If you are, if you are familiar with um, the the He Man cartoons, so, but he does get one, you know, one shot in that t- tends to work out. But everybody's working together. The fight's going on. It they go back and forth as to whether you know the fight works out tonight, until Jaga ends up going to see the the um, the sorceress. Then they go off somewhere and then get something to help the fight, and that tends to start to turn the battle around until the end of the issue, where Mumra and Skeletor apparently do a fusion dance and become this one big. (laughs) 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 That is where we leave the issue, but it was a pretty, it was a, it was a pretty fun read. Yeah, it was was quite that. Like this book was, you know. You could sell me this book just based on that cover. That's actually a pretty sweet cover. I mean, that's what sold me on the first the, the first issue, you know. And like I said, I, I, yeah. I read the first one, and you know, I told you for, through that. For viewers of the viewers of the video feed, and for listeners of the pod, to the podcast, you should tune into the video feed because the cover that we're showing for this issue of He Man and Thundercats is pretty sweet. Yeah, the matter of fact, say something. He's muted. Something. There you go. It should just be on me, right? Yeah, if you if you select them. Well, so yeah, but there's that, but the, yeah, but it, it, so it, yeah, there's Grey School and Mumra and Skeletor. Yeah, and that was the other thing because the uh, the fight is somewhere near Castle Grey School because obviously you know that that's where the monsters are trying to get to and or and Skeletor and Mumra, but and the you know, our heroes are fighting against it, including Tigra does do, does something that he has never done to uh, the Great Scale as he did. So if you know anything about, you know, uh, Tigra's um, power set, you may know what I'm talking about, or you may have a clue to what I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. nevertheless, like I said, it was a, it was a fun read and, and, and I enjoyed it. This, this is a, a crazy miniseries that works. Although it's not so crazy because you think about it, they were, they were technically in the same universe anyway. Right. Given the, given the cartoon, you know, the background of it. Of course, of course. All right. So I think it's back to me now, right? Mm-hmm. So let me wrap up the Captain America corner of the Marvel Universe by touching upon Captain America Sam Wilson number 19. Um, basically, my notes on this are real simple. Um, you know, coming from a legal background, 
you know, all I can say is, come on, Rage, really? Um, unfortunately, uh, Falcaps attempts to find um, uh, an alibi witness for uh, Rage, um, despite being success- successful, is a little bit uh, is a little bit too you know it's too little too late because a verdict has come in and while it's not explicitly shown what it is, it's implied and uh, you can tell from the uh, the burning buildings that are reflected in the in the, the goggles of Falcap. Uh, it's probably not a good verdict uh, in terms of uh, uh, you know you, you know you could have come down come down either way to be honest because um, th- there's probably going to be a strong reaction to uh, guilty or not guilty verdict in this. Um, poor rage is being set up by the Americops and um, the uh, the nefarious forces that are uh, acting in the background um, of the Captain America uh, Sam Wilson book slash Captain America Steve Rogers book. So. Um, you know, reading these in tandem really does um, provide a, a good, uh, 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 you know, you know, kind of, you know, it really does provide a good uh, uh, story. You know, because you know, like it or not, they're going to be connected, uh, being written by the same writer. All right, yeah. let me see what I have next. Oh, Batman Seventeen. Oh, we both read that. <laughs> we always forget the DC stuff. Oh, sorry, Dirt. So. Part two of I am Bane. I am Bane. I am Bane. So my notes say there was no explanation of what happened to the Robins at the end of issue sixteen. Yeah, that cliffhanger from the from the end of the the last issue, the first issue in this story arc, really wasn't a twist. Like we were all like, "Yeah, that's going to be a twist. That'll be explained away." Yeah, that really wasn't a twist. So the the explanation is Batman just takes them and drops them off at the Fortress of Solitude with Superman to keep them out of harm's way from Bane, yet we saw them in harm's way at the end of last issue. Right. Okay, I saw a panel on that. I was wondering what was going on there. Yeah, so that happened. And also, uh, we see Catwoman in disguise get shot in the back twice, yet she's, like, tied up and held a prisoner at the end of this issue. It's like, she should be dead. I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. So, so bottom line, is, <laughs> bottom line is, is that you know we're setting up the inevitable showdown between Batman and Bane, and uh, you know it's a it's a it's, it's kind of a, a classic story because what Bane is doing is gathering you know loved ones and hostages for you know to to lure uh, Batman into the trap. And, you know, that's really, uh, the, you know, the, the, the focus of this uh, issue of the story. There are a few things going on in the background. We have, um, uh, I forget the character's name, that super, that girl who got superpowers. Uh, Gotham Girl. Yeah, Gotham Girl and, um, and, and, you know, being treated for her psychosis by, uh, by being exposed to the powers of the psycho pirate. Um, we have... Um, uh, some of these minions, you know, listen, if I were better versed in uh, DC lore and DC characters, I might recognize some of these goofballs who are running around with guns, right, Tim? <laughs> you know, like there's some goofy looking characters, like kind of running around with, with, with guns who are doing Yeah, I know I think who those people are, but I'm sure right. they're like from the DC back catalog that Tom King yeah. likes to Exactly, mind. exactly. And I'm just like, who are these people? Why are they like stalking um, Duke? Thomas and um and, and Commissioner Gordon and you know obviously they're doing it at the bidding of Bane so you know um 
uh, you know, basically uh, we end the issue with uh, Bane setting up the stage for a showdown. So, you know, we've gotten to this point. This issue was a lot of setup and a lot of, you know, setting the stage for this uh, showdown. So, you know, it was, it was effective in that regard. And the art was nice. It was Finch, I believe. It was. Yeah, it was David Finch for the entire issue. So, um, you know, it did, you know, the, the it's definitely a, a nice looking book. So, you know, I give it that, you know, I give it props for that. But, uh, you know, this is this is all set up and hopefully it pays off in the next few issues. Yeah, I'm curious to see where it goes, but. There were just fucking points that left me scratching my head. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, like, who are these goofballs with the guns, right? So. Yeah. Uh, nice. We saw a cameo by Hush, who was not Hush. Who's not Hush. That's right. That's right. And I love the, the one of my favorite lines in any of the books this week was uh, something uttered by Alfred because he's not really Alfred. You know, he's not uh, necessarily playing Alfred for, uh, for a portion of this book. You know, basically talking about being a. Uh, uh, a trained uh, Shakespearean actor, and and this is what he's been uh, uh, reduced to. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, Roddy, are you up? I was Roddy. just checking out. Um, yeah, I was just checking out the book you were talking about. Uh, for my last book, I have. Oops, excuse me for a second. Ah, Black Panther: World of Wakanda, number four. I feel compelled to do this every time I talk about this book, which Mm -hmm. is, this takes place after Shuri's death, uh, around Infinity? Okay. That sounds about right. And around the time of Ultimus, which, yeah, I guess that checks out. Um, Nikola's kind of having a pity party because, you know, they were, her and Ayo were away when um, Wakanda was attacked, and Shuri died in the process of that, so she's blaming herself for that happening. Uh, so she's kind of distancing herself away from Ayo. Um, another Dora Milache, Folami uh, got some enhancements, some some nanite enhancements by some dude as of last issue. So she's getting a little amped up, and she's, um, you know, wanting to do some things, and she finally tells the head, um, well, the, the head... Um, Dora Milaje, who knew this already, um, she kind of she kind of un- inadvertently demonstrates her 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 newfound prowess. And then they decide to get her, you know, looked into, and hopefully to try to get uh, the enhancement taken out. But before all that happens, um, the Dora Milaje find out that, in the, coincidentally, in Falami's uh, village, who her dad is the chief of. Uh, to find out that he's been taking advantage of the women of the village and um, and uh, getting rid of people who um, try to protect the women. So this one young lady comes to get the help of the Dora Milache. Uh Falami finds this out. She tells her dad. Um, Anika goes in by herself to try to take care of the issue and ends up, um, well, in, ends up, as this uh, cover shows, ends up uh, taking care of... Uh, Flammy's dad. She finds this out. Anika goes to jail for this act because she acted without provocation. Uh, Flammy visits her in jail and starts to uh, come ahead of her behind her because she's now stronger than whatever. But and that's where the issue ends. And the only other thing that happens in this issue is like we keep seeing Flammy say she will become rage. Oh it no! Me thinking, yeah, exactly. There's a couple of connotations with that, right? Exactly. Um, and even at the end, when she before she goes to uh, confront uh, Anika, 
she does some things to herself, you know, because she's acting a little bit more irrational as time goes by. All right. So we finally, I guess we're, because of this, we kind of see why Anika's in jail at the beginning of uh, Black Panther. So we, we can only assume that it is because of what she, her actions in the South of Village. Gotcha. That's that. All right. So you enjoying this kind of trek down memory lane uh, and filling it's, in it, some of the gaps? It is interesting to see some of the kind of behind the scenes stuff from the main, I guess, well, main book. I mean, they're yeah, all I mean, in the same exactly. world, but, you know. Yeah, but it's the primary, the primary book is Black Panther, so. Right. But we also get to see, it was like, okay, well, clearly this is why they have an issue with him right. in his book, because we never did get to actually see that, you know, right. during right. the run up to the book. Right. This basically kind of fills in some of the gaps as to why there really is palace injury, why there, why there really is kind of conflict on right. the ground in Wakanda in the wake of all the cosmic things that have been happening to it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So it's back to me. I'm going, we're going to try to move a little uh, quicker, quicker now. Um, Daredevil number 17. Um, if anyone is looking to jump on Daredevil uh, or looking for a good uh, jumping on point, this I think is the best place to do it. Um, this is... Uh, I believe this is the first uh, the first issue in the new arc uh, entitled "Running with the Devil," and basically, you know, we left the you know we 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 concluded the last issue with um, with uh, Matt Murdock uh, going to confession and basically confessing how or, you know basically starting to tell the story of how he put the uh, his secret identity, which was revealed in the last um, volume of Daredevil, to the world. Um, you know, he he revealed his uh, costumed identity to the world. How he they were uh, they were able to put that particular genie back in the bottle. So uh, this the first issue uh, touches upon you know some of the reasons why Daredevil um, would want to put it back in the bottle. There's some really obvious reasons, but it's a pretty well told um, story. Basically, the first half of the issue deals with a couple of encounters that Matt had in San Francisco. And uh, a little bit in New York, um, uh, when he is when his secret identity was still exposed, um, that kind of uh, you know lead him down this path to want to restore the old status quo of having a secret identity, um, uh, you know, and uh, and a super and a superheroing identity that uh, stayed separate from each other. So, and that's really what um, Charles Soule is exploring here: is that you know. Um, the the you know the soul of of so many of these characters, and I think Eclectic would appreciate this because he's you know he, he's very disappointed in um, uh, much of the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, basically doing away with secret identities. Um, you know, in this issue, we actually delve into some of the realities that some of the characters that we've long appreciated um, uh, because they had like distinct uh, secret identities and and, and distinct uh, superhero identities. Uh, you know, and 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 the, and what that means to the storytelling and what it means to the characters and their own development. You know, I know he appreciated that, and I think that this issue really starts us down. You know, really uh, starts us down the examination of that. You know, that nature, that that dual nature of these characters, and how that really helped with. Um, uh, you know, a lot of the, the, the development of some of these characters, you know, ever since they, you know, they made their uh, first appearance. Uh, the cliffhanger at the end of this brings back some characters that were uh, in the previous volume of Daredevil. I'm not going to spoil it. You're just going to have to read it. I do recommend this book because it's a great jumping on point. It's also a candidate for Click of the Week. Um, does is this remind you of another uh, event that may be shown on the screen or uh, not? Kind of. Although they do, they do mention it. What's funny about this is that they mention this, and Daredevil's like, "Nah, I don't think I want to go down that road." Believe it or not, uh. 
Yeah. Seriously, you know, uh, give it a read. You might enjoy it. Uh, it's a great, like I said, you are not dealing with creepy 10 finger guy or any of that stuff. Um, it's, it's, it's real. It really is a, a good uh, jumping on point. I read, uh, was it bullseye and kingpin number ones mm-hmm. last week, which are part of this running with the devil. And I said, I want to try to keep up with this since they're obviously building something with the street level heroes. So I guess I'll be trying to read Daredevil now. Right. Well, at least, like I said, give this issue a try and see if you're, you know, interested in seeing where it goes. Hero I can never seem to get into in the comics, but hey. Right. Hmm. Right. All right. Roddy, you're, you're out of books, right? Yep. I've only got two left. Monsters Unleashed number three. Um, I happen to be the only, I, probably the only panelist here on the Comic Book Chronicles that is, you know, somewhat okay with the story. Um, I know, right? I'm such a, you know, I'm such a fanboy when it comes to this stuff. So, you know, because it hits me right in the soft, you know, and right in that soft spot uh, where, you know, the Godzilla fanboy and the Marvel fanboy live, right? Um, basically, what they do, and it's kind of funny because we, we've always, we've been riffing on this for years. The monsters are actually part of an inhuman prophecy. Sure. Yeah. Okay. For real, right. that's how they tie it into the Marvel continuity, and and you know, and and making uh, the Inhumans ever more important to the current storylines, right? So, you know, I mean, you know, we already know that the the kid, you know, the the basic story is that this kid um, uh, summons monsters by drawing them, and you know, he received these powers uh, through Terragenesis. But um, he's actually a prof, you know, he's actually part of an Inhuman prophecy, and um, you know, uh, uh, that's going, you know, that's leading towards. Um, you know, uh, the ultimate conflict that's going to be told within the pages of the Monsters Unleashed um, uh, limited series and will, you know, lead into what we've talked about earlier, uh, which is the, the uh, establishment of um, a new monster fighting team in the Marvel Universe. Tim, you got any left? Yes, I have Batwoman Begins. Okay. And I've only got one other after this. Bring up the notes. Yeah, Tim's multitasking uh, because Dirt is uh, on assignment uh, today. So, uh, so this basically just recapped Kate Kane's past uh, from childhood through teenage years to uh, being in the uh, armed forces to, uh, I guess, the moment that led her to becoming Batwoman. And at the end, we see a glimpse of the same type of like you know, this year in Batwoman. Yeah, yeah, they did that, and it looked like uh, they set up a new uh, arch nemesis for her. That I get not to spoil it, but is very familiar to her. I'll just leave it at that. Cool. All right, and my last book for the week is Spider Man number thirteen, which also did not receive a very good review uh, or very uh, 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 high score on uh, 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 on uh, PC and underscore Dirt's. Um, uh, reviews. Uh, what, what is it? Comic Grams on uh, on, on Gram Instagram. Gram Comic Reviews. I apologize. PCN underscore Dirt. Uh, Gram Comic Reviews on Instagram. Uh, he was not a fan of this issue, and I understand why because it is a lot of talking. It's still, you know, it's tough kind of getting through these Bendis issues that are very that are moving the story along in such really small incremental steps that it's just you know it's frustrating because there's really not all that much movement and in all honesty even with some of the witty banter and some of the 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 the, the conversation that maybe you know on the uh, on the snappy side um you know 
it, 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 there really isn't that much character development and it's just a lot of talking. We're not getting um, much out of it and we're not moving the story very far. So it's just kind of frustrating. Um, I can say that, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, kind of, uh, there's a, there's some running commentary by miles in this that basically, you know, he, where he basically admits that, um, he's not on par with, uh, spider Gwen when it comes to fighting ability at this point in their careers. And it's, you know, he's, he's humble, you know, he's humbled that, uh, you know, he's, he's fighting alongside someone who, you know, who could basically, uh, you know, uh, you know, run circles around him when it comes to fighting and, and being, uh, creative with, uh, the use of their, you know, of the, the spider powers that they have in common. So it, that was a pretty interesting um, point to see the character make, but otherwise the story seemed to be moving along. You know, seems to be moving along at a snail's pace. All and right. I think he was the reason he uh, Dirt was reading this was because his son was reading it. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Oh, by the way, before we uh, get to clicks of the week, uh, there was one um, Marvel hip hop cover this week, and shout out to Roddy Cat who recognized that this. Um, totally awesome Hulk image that is on the cover of Monsters Unleashed number three is a shout out to uh, the Mike Tyson album by the late Sean Price, may he rest in peace, of uh, Helter Skelter. And I actually know him better as part of the Bootcamp Click Collective. Yeah. So, Clicks of the Week. All right. I'm going to go with Mighty Thor number 16. I had a good time reading that. Oh. But Daredevil was going to be yours. It was close. It was close. I just didn't like. I I enjoyed where Daredevil is going, but I got a kick out of reading the uh, that one line. Kind of got me. Like I've always hated these trial. This, you know this this trial that kind of got me for the week. PCN score Dirts was Old Man Logan number eighteen. Yeah, Wait, you're gonna you have to that? read that one to find out. You mean it's not this? Oh no! Net was that La Muerta number what? Number one pinups. There you go. From Coffin Comics? Yeah, I don't know. Nice. Uh, wait, did, did you put that in the sheet? Or did anybody put no. that in the sheet? Okay. He told it to us offline. Correct. Uh, uh, yeah, that's right. Mm. Um, uh, Tim, you got yours or no? Mine is Super Sons number one. Nice. Okay. Very well done. Yeah. I'm actually slightly torn between that He-Man, Thundercats, and, and Invisible Iron Man. Yeah. While you're thinking, you know, Daredevil came in a pretty close second for me. You know, I did really like this issue. I'm going to read just a, a, qu- a couple of quick lines. It's funny that you're talking about how authentic some New York things are. Obviously, Charles Soule is a New York native, tell, you know, in a, in a panel where he's talking about Daredevil and, and uh, coming back to New York from San Francisco. You know, the moment he stepped out of LaGuardia, out, out of LaGuardia, he heard Cabby speaking at least 30 languages. He smelled the exhaust and the hot dogs, and the urine, and the thousand-dollar perfume. And he felt the vibrations of eight million people fighting for their dreams in the greatest damn city in the world. I was home. That's a good, that's, a, that's some good stuff for a native New Yorker. But still, I love, you know, I love seeing the stuff that was going on in Thor. But Daredevil number 17 was a close second. I may have to do that um, uh, for CB Caps. Yeah, hmm. send it, yeah, send it to me. Or, you know, we'll work something out. You got it. <laughs> Um, and, crap. Oh man, I read that whole thing and you still haven't come up with your click of the week. They're both good and, and for different reasons. Um, so screw it. I will go with in- Invincible Iron Man number four. Cool. That it was the, the whole weirdness with Pepper fighting was was interesting, but um, but yeah, but if you get to get a chance, I will say read He Man Thundercat. The, the book's kind of wild. Cool. Wild man, wild. 
All right. All right. So let me get an ad read in before we move on. So let's switch it up a little bit this week. And we're pulling up uh, the read for audible.com. So uh, for you, the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Personally recommend an audiobook of your choice, available at audiobook.com. That's what I'm going to do right now. So I'm going to recommend uh, The Best in the World at What I Have, No Idea, by Chris Jericho, and uh, The Andromeda Stream by Michael Crichton. Um, You can download your pick or another audiobook free by trying audible.com to download your free audiobook today go to audibletrial.com forward slash click nations compa chronicles again that's audibletrial.com forward slash click nations compa chronicles for your free audiobook i may have misread that um it's actually audibletrial.com forward slash comic book chronicles ching ching do it today do it today hey back up a second is anybody reading um I've seen it of the Amazons. I've read the first issue, and I will read the second sometime this weekend. It's actually good. I like it. Yeah, I hadn't had a chance to... Um, I've been picking them up, but I hadn't had a chance to read any up, and I was wondering if anybody on the panel was, was checking them out. I am, but cool. busy week, or big week. Yeah, say. for real. And also, Sex Criminals is back, so woo! Anyway. I may actually try to jump on that, since it's a sort of good what jumping up? on point, they, they claim. What, oh, Sex Criminals? Yes. Yeah. The book's been good. I'm a little behind. I'm way behind on that. Yeah, I, I am too, actually. Because sometimes they take a break, and then it's like, well... Sh- As if I don't have enough to read. Right. Yeah. All right, time for some cinematic news of the week. Hulu and Marvel's Runaways has found its supervillain. Villains. Supervillain parents. Yeah. What does that say? Yeah, that's pretty much it. And that is... For... Okay, cool, thanks. Let's see who is it going to be. Ryan Sands and Angel Parker play Jeffrey and Carolyn... Caroline Wilder. Yeah, it makes sense. Parents of Alex. Right, that makes sense. Yeah. And of course, they named all their parents. I'm not going to go through all that. All right. Uh, yeah, but we got a couple of notable names in there. But so, you know. Do, is, does this link have their pictures next to them? Uh, I believe so, yes. Okay, because the ones I saw didn't have pictures. So I was like, I have no idea who these people are or look like. So One of, one of them is an alumni of Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. James so. Marston. James Marston, exactly. Please chase his dad, Victor. Mm hmm. All right. Uh, Planet. Oh, let's see. Was it War of the Planet of the Apes? Director Matt Reeves. Yes, I believe that's correct. Is okay. Warner Brothers' choice to direct the Batman? He has actually been officially confirmed. No kidding. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think it was a couple of days ago. Ant Man and the Wasp begin pre-production in Atlanta soon. Wow, man! Mar- that Marvel machine keeps rolling, man. Hey, it does. Seriously. I mean, doesn't you know, I mean? This is the stuff that, like, even you know, like Michael Douglas and and even uh, Michael Keaton are just like, hey, you know, they're impressed by they're impressed by this. You know, they've got their schedule; they're going to keep it moving. The Russo brothers confirmed next two Avengers movies still directly connected. So these next three um, articles are connected, just so you know. Okay, uh, they all come from that. Yeah, they all come from that uh, video you're about to talk about. Avengers: Infinity War official first look video was released. I did the story for that last Friday night. Nice. That's what happens when you decide not to go see Lego Batman movie on a Friday night and go on Saturday matinee instead. Come home, you're flipping through the, the Twitters before you're going to close the laptop down, and then you see a, oh, 
something's been released at like eight something at night. Right. That happens. Yeah. Let me do a story on that right quick. Or stories. How was Lego Batman? It was good. Yeah, I keep hearing that. Yeah. So did you see John Wick this past weekend too? I've seen no John Wick movies. Oh, I, actually. no. Yeah. I have to like, I'd have to go see that by myself. The wife doesn't care. Oh, I'm tied up. I was about to say, I'm t- I was tied up this past weekend. I, I fully intend to see the new John Wick 2 soon. I need to see if the one is on a streaming service I already am subscribed to. Mm, might be. I don't yeah. know. I mean, it was on uh, which one? It was on HBO for a long time. Yeah. Okay. I'll look tomorrow because I feel like being kind of semi lazy tomorrow and not mm. doing much. Nice. So I may find myself on the couch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avengers Infinity War official first look video released by Marvel. Oh, I already said that. New concept art shows off Black Panthers, Wakanda, and Thor Ragnarok. Some good looking concept art. Mm-hmm. Especially the Thor Ragnarok one. Yes. Yeah, that's what people were saying. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I'm mad. I took the I took the I Black gonna, Panther story and didn't do the Thor Ragnarok one. Yeah. I was going to say spoiler alert. Although this stuff is online and the images are freely available, you know, some of you know there are people wondering: Is that Yarnbjorn? Is that right, Ultimate there, Thor? Right. Yarnbjorn? There were a couple of articles about that. Hmm. hmm. So you know, some interesting uh, you know some interesting uh, fodder for uh, for discussion created just by uh, uh, what you call it concept art. Han Solo movie circles Westworld star Sandy Newton. Maybe Sinostaros? Right. Maybe. Star Trek Discovery teaser shows off new aliens, trendy uniforms, and a captain's chair waiting to be filled. Yeah, and some weird-looking Klingons. Yeah. If that mm. thing ever comes out. It is. As friend of the show, it's... William Bruce West, believes it won't. Why? Uh, yeah, I don't know. They keep why? pushing it back and making changes and stuff, right? Eh, I mean, yeah, they did it once or twice, but I, mean, I don't... I have no reason to believe why it won't. It's a Star mm-hmm. Trek thing. They'll invest it. Yeah. Star Trek Discovery Beam's new Starfleet officers on board. Archie Comet signs the Bell Metal deal with Warner Brothers Television. There's also some book news that come out, come out of came out of it also. We'll get to that yeah. later. Young Justice voice cast confirmed season three return. I know you guys are happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember if we talked about Kari Payton coming back last week. I think we did, but this yeah. is um, the guy who plays Kid Flash, Wally West, is also back. So I think they pretty much got mostly everybody. And he's also King Ezekiel on The Walking Dead. Yes. Hmm. Oh, yeah, Kari Payton, yes. What Kerry Washington could look like as Domino in Deadpool 2. So there's a report um, going around from uh, that Fox is looking to get Kerry Washington star of Scandal, which is on which was on earlier tonight, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, as Domino, like she's the front runner for Domino in Deadpool 2. That's kind of cool. cool. So someone made some um, some concept art of what she would look like. Uh, some artist named uh, Boss Logic decided to do some renditions of what she could look like. Also, in the, apparently in the run is Gugu uh, Bantara, who is also quite attractive herself, and I, either one of them are I would love to see in that role. Okay. The Black Lightning character breakdowns and synopsis released. Uh, yeah, that's a that's an interesting one because apparently they're looking they're for the okay. Um yeah, they, you can go through the descriptions and apparently the guy they want for Jefferson Pierce, they want a quote unquote Idris Elba type. Hmm. But they won't pay for Idris Elba. Probably not. All right. 
Ryan Johnson announces the last Jedi panel for Star Wars Celebration. Okay. There's rumor of a Namor the Submariner project in development. It, you know what? I don't know how I feel about this. I li- I I want to see Namor on screen. Um, what they've been doing with the character in recent in the recent past makes it kind of difficult to root for him. But uh, it, you know, I think he would be a nice foil. Um, it's a shame that well, maybe they could still do. Listen, they could still do some uh, some some retroactive continuity and create you know an invader style team with uh, with Cap and the Winter Soldier and Namor. You know. If they decided to, you know, uh, uh, push his origin story all the way back to World War II and before, right? So, you know, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. It's a possibility. Uh, yeah, I'm sure this will make uh, one eclectic quite mm-hmm. quite happy if this happens. Mel Gibson confirmed he's in talks to direct mm-hmm. Suicide Squad 2. Which DC I- apparently wants to stay losing. <laughs> stay <laughs> losing. <laughs> Which I, I saw an article come out slightly after this uh, from I can't remember if it was like the Daily Dot or somebody from like three directors who would probably be better suited for to the to, to be director other than Mel Gibson type of situation. So there you go. And last but not least, Logan may not be the end of the road for Patrick Stewart's Xavier. All right, because you know we got to keep uh, Captain Picard getting paid. So you know, oh yeah, you know, he had to do his do his thing. You know, does he get get that much in residuals from Star Trek: The Next Generation being on Netflix? Come on, so I mean, actually, he probably does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're real about it, uh, I would think so. So, all right. Um, in comic news, Spider-Man: Homecoming, Marvel Legends shows web swing, web wing Spidey, new Iron Man armor. So, in case you that web wing Spidey's kind of cool. Yeah, Toy Fair is coming up soon, so we're getting a little bit of toy news out of this. Yeah, and shout out, to, shout out to anyone who can help sneak a brother in at age underscore seventy on Twitter, uh, looking to get into Toy Fair this uh, you know this uh, this coming week. I'm mad I missed the you know if I wouldn't have been able to go this year. Um, Star Wars Celebration in April. I guess they cut off oh, media say, pass yeah. for it was just January 31st was the last day to submit. Yeah, I would. So love I put a kind of reminder for the. D twenty three or whatever. Yeah, or is that same thing. It's one's fan led and the other one's um like some other group led. I can't remember. But one of them's fan led. One I can't remember which. I, I always forget which one is which. I think was it California too, right? one. I think that's D. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do that then. And that's every like two years or something, right? D twenty three. I think. Mm, no, I think it's every year. I think. I'm not sure. I don't. Like, yeah. You know. Like I, I felt like I remember the last couple of years because that's when they've been having the big, you know, like Force Awakens and all the other announcements. But, but I'm not entirely sure. So either way, I'm totally digging that Spidey with the web wings. Just pulled up the image. It's so cool looking. It is. Yeah, that is looking. That does look pretty good. Uh, Mezco unveils new lineup, including Daredevil, Wonder Woman, and Wolverine and more. What is Mezco? It's a toy company. Yeah, it's like Hot Toys or or some of the other places. Diamond assembles the Avengers to comic shops with previews, exclusive egg attack action figures. Okay. So this is a toy portion of the yeah, show. Yeah, because it's Toy Fair week, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, like I said. Mattel is in the Amazon with its new Wonder Woman action doll line. I almost did not go with this article for that headline. but mm. That's funny. That's not that so bad. Eh. I like that cap one. 
Yeah, the cat one. Yeah, the cat one's kind of cool. Yeah, someone buy me that. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're appealing to the audience this week. Someone how much? Get, how, someone much is, how much are those? There and someone get that for Tim, um, or that Tim Dog. It says Captain America will feature a retail price of a hundred. Wow, Winter Soldier and Ant Man is like eighty. Never mind. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Image Comics announces all new Eric Larson one shot Mighty Man. Yeah, that's definitely a character from the Savage Dragon days. That's early. Spider with the Y and Disney bring Marvel superhero inspired <laughs> style to the US ski team. Oh, no kidding. There's some images. Of Wonder Woman. I'm Those are not images of Spider <laughs> yeah. Disney bringing Marvel superhero inspired style. However, we can do that real quick. That's more toys. That's, yeah. Um, so basically, oh shit, excuse me. That's all right. There we go. We see a, there we go, a Captain America and Captain Marvel um, inspired uh, uniforms here. Wow. Not, not bad. Yeah. That's pretty funky. There you go. All right. The best part of Star Trek Beyond is coming to comments this week. Another thing, I don't usually use uh, subjective <laughs> articles like this, but it was the best one I could find about it. I still haven't watched this, by the way. Neither have I. All right. Captain America's Insidious Hydra Plans Revealed. Oh! Captain America and Hydra versus the Marvel Universe this summer in Secret Empire. Oh. Yeah, there's going to be some drama here because, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how the characters of the Marvel U react to uh, one Steve Rogers being a secret Hydra uh, agent. He's been inverted. I know, right? <laughs> Pretty much. We saw this in Axis, right? Yeah. Yep. Except for, yeah, he was still old and didn't get, get inverted. Yeah, he wasn't really inverted, right? Yeah. Actually, yeah, he wasn't inverted at all, but it's that Sam was. So That's it. Yeah. And... Jessica Jones uncovered the biggest secret in the Marvel Universe. Which is not Captain America being a Hydra agent, apparently. I I haven't read this article. I saw the article, but since I am not caught up, I did not read it. So this is pretty much spoilers for last week's Jessica Jones. She found out about Secret Wars. Right. In a weird Uh, way. That it was a real thing, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a select few characters in the Marvel Universe that recall, you know, the events of Secret Wars and what came out of it. Obviously, we're dealing with, um, you know, we still haven't seen the Fantastic Four come back because they're dealing with it. Um, and uh, and the Surfer. Kind of, yeah, Ultimates are kind of, which this article kind of alludes to, the Ultimates are kind of handling it from the other end of it. Right. More with the ramifications, but not so much, right. you know, like with direct knowledge of the event. So, yeah. Although it, it still kind of seems like, I feel like I remember reading Black Panther seemed like he he, oh, he, no, Black Something Panther knows. He yeah. also knows. So that's... So, he does know because he was also part of using the right. gauntlet to try to restore right reality. Okay. Right. Judge Dredd and other 2000 AD characters can now be licensed by new developers. Okay. So if they want to make um, games off of them, they can. I don't know why you would make another Judge Dredd game because I don't remember that other one being good. But Or other one or two, three. I don't all right. Mark Way adds another book to his Archie portfolio. So yeah, this was the other news from the from the uh, Archie news men- mentioned in the cinematic universe. So he's got a little bit more of a role in the Archie books, and he's also taking over Jughead, which okay. was he's uh, gonna co-write Jughead. No, he's going to be like he's still over. He's gonna oh yeah, no, yes, you're right. It says yeah, co-writer Ian Flynn. So you're right, but either way, Starsky's still not doing it anymore. Yeah, he he's got other things, which we will get to in a sec. 
Right. Yes, and probably some other Archie news, maybe, if you edit it. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Oh, you're talking about, about Wade or... or something about Archie and Marvel doing some kind of comic... Oh, yeah, 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 I do have that. Uh, Spectacular Spider-Man returns uh, in a new series from Chip Zarsky and Adam Kubert. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we got young, it. Animal take, young Animal takes on the fourth wall for the Arred family bug. Arred family's bug, The Adventures of Forger. I have no idea who that is, but eh. crickets. Oh, fine. Yeah. Crickets, crickets, crickets. Lion Forge expands superhero line with Joe Casey's Kino and Incidentals. And I saw um, when Matt Wang's uh, excitement as he tweeted um, Joe Illich about a, I guess that was an artist who's, who's um, also in this. Yeah, they've been sprinkling these uh, exclusive announcements for each book across different mm-hmm. Websites and there was one I saw this morning, but I yeah, I think we'll get to that in this. Okay, who's that? What artist is this? I, I can't remember. You have to, have to go to Matt's. Uh... All right, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. So, horror novelist Victor Laval and Dietrich Smith are launching Destroyer at Boom Studios. Actually, it's kind of cool. It's like a black kid gets killed, and his mother comes from the line of like Frankenstein scientists. So she like resurrects her son because she can't. Uh, she's still grieving over his death. Mm. Okay. So it seems interesting. That might be a Boom Studios, as I said. My uh, non superhero click of the well, book. <laughs> yeah. From different publishers, read a book, at least one book. Oh, each sure. More like his entryway to Boom. Right. Back to Boom. Uh, latest Injustice Two trailer is all about Super Ladies. All yeah, Super so. Ladies. And then we saw Swamp Thing in a trailer. Yeah, so there was a sponsoring trailer, and then the other trailer that was uh, Black Canary, Cheetah, uh, a couple other people, I can't remember. Uh, Black Poison Canary. Ivy. Yeah. Poison Ivy. And I can't remember. There might have been somebody else on there. Just four of them. I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Um, Black Canary, Cheetah, Poison Ivy, and Catwoman. Yep. Catwoman. Yeah. Injustice 2 announced for mobile devices. Yeah, Roddy had a lot to say about the uh, about this particular uh, uh, announcement. There's a couple of pieces here. Wait, did I? Oh well, yeah. <laughs> I just happened to find them at the same time. It was I don't know, I wasn't sure if they were connected or not. Didn't seem like it though. So yeah, we get an Injustice Two. That shouldn't be that much of a surprise because the first Injustice had a mobile app also, which is which is another fighting game. So I will say the Swamp Thing tra- uh, Swamp Thing Injustice gameplay looked cool, mm-hmm. just because I usually don't care about Swamp Thing at all. Yeah, I actually that was the one I didn't see because I figured so. Well, I, I was told about it, and I still hadn't watched that one. I watched the other one with the with the ladies, and I was like, "Well, this one thing makes sense because they got a Solomon Grundy type and another big dude who's you know got some extra stuff going on." Uh, and that mobile game play for Injustice Two showed leaks for Cyborg and Scarecrow. Yeah, so apparently they in the Philippines it's, it's out there somewhere. So there's some footage leak that shows Cyborg and Scarecrow, which Cyborg was in the first one. Scarecrow was as far as I know not. I don't know. I can't remember. I didn't get that far in it. So, uh, so we talked about Catalyst Prime already. Marvel released a uh, teaser. Well, Summit. This is that other book. I think I thought you, you might. Oh, have, Summit. I thought that you, yes. thought you meant they, had, they held a Summit, Creative Summit. I was like, no, no. This is about the book Summit. So Summit from who? Uh, Lionforge. Lionforge. Amy yeah. Chu and illustrated by Jan Dersima. Dersima, I guess, yeah. I want to try to read some of these books, but... Yeah. It's about finding time now, you know? Yes. We kind of have to dedicate... Time. We have to actually dedicate 
you know, and find time to read some of these books to give them a chance. Marvel teased something called Generations for summer 2017. And I don't know, did anything else come out about that? Because all I saw was a tweet. And... It was just yeah. a tweet. Yeah, I was about to say, there's a cool image. Obviously, this is definitely like poster. This is uh, definitely poster material um, from Alex Ross. Um, you know, it shows off. And I've made mention of this before about how Marvel now, because, you know, they're now that they're able to, um, you know, they're able to launch a book like Champions because they legitimately have um, a number of uh, legacy heroes, whereas, you know, they kind of lagged behind DC um, before. Because, you know, think about when they started doing uh, uh, Teen Titans books. We were talking about, like, way back in the day because there were already, you know, uh, a certain number of legacy heroes and, and sidekicks that, that, that uh, DC had on, on their, uh, in their stable of characters. Whereas this is a fairly recent development in the Marvel Universe. And this image is filled with all of these um, uh, uh, legacy-type heroes. Um, the one thing, the, the one I, I kind of don't agree with is, you know, uh, the, the, the young X-Men that they've brought back from the past into the future. Like, come on, that's not a legacy hero, people. <laughs> it's too great, and it's her younger self. Yeah, exactly. Come on. I guess, yeah, because if that's good, you're going to have to do, put the rest of them out there. But then you again, know. since one of them's not around anymore. <laughs> right. So, but you know, but like I said, that, other than that, I'm very impressed by the by the the characters that that uh, the Alex Ross chose to uh, to put on this uh, on this image. So, yeah, I, for some reason, I thought it was kind of interesting that they had Marvel on there too, even though yeah, that makes sense. Oh, it makes complete sense because of the sequence. And look at look at what they put, who they paired him with. Obviously, they they paired him with Carol, yeah. but Carol in two different stages of her uh, career. Right. So. Um, you know, I, th- I thought that's pretty cool. I like this image. This is like generations of Marvels. Yeah, this is a wallpaper image. This is no, that's no joke. That's a wallpaper image for me. You know, mm. so all right. Um, I like this next this, this next uh, announce this next piece of news is actually pretty interesting. So Marvel teams with Archie Comics to release Marvel Comics Digest. I think this is long overdue for Marvel. But I feel like they they've done something like this before not necessarily in that format though right but it's this format it's this format and this distribution because i think right. that's the important part is mm-hmm. that believe it or not there are plenty of people that still buy those little archie digests because they're not just available in comic shops they're available all over the place right so and archie baltazar and franco team for little josie and the Pusquets. all right uh, yeah there is one Ooh. bit of toy news that i see that roddy did not add i saw it i believe today um, it's, I think it's more Toy Fair related stuff where, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, we, we may have seen, you know, I, I've, I've definitely used it on the show before as part of the Marvel Legends kind of um, uh, cosplay prop line, uh, the Captain America shield. They, there's two versions. One is the plastic one that I have for 100 bucks, and one is the metal one that's like $275. But, um, and, and there's also the Iron Man helmet. They've recently um, put out uh, images uh, and, and pricing for uh, the next wave of the Marvel Legends um, cosplay uh, toys, which is um, Mjolnir and uh, the Star-Lord helmet. And Roddy, if you're looking for this, um, I, think, I think this is out today. Um, but I've got the foam Mjolnir that came out with like one of the Thor movies or the Avengers movie. You know, this is cool because you, know, you can actually whack somebody with this and not do too much damage. But you know, there's actually still like a pretty tough foam core in there. You could probably wax them real good with this. But I um, came across an article that was actually about uh, 3D printing uh, um, Mjolnir. Oh, oh, I, I don't know about that. Into... Yeah, I saw it. I wish I put it in line or put it in in there. But yeah, there's one out there for it. I'd have to dig it back up. Right, but there is, uh, you know, there definitely is. Um... Oh, it's a it's an uh, it's a Gizmodo article. It looks like there's a bunch of them now that I see online. 
Um, now that I Google it, but um, there's a Gizmodo um, article that shows um, the Mjolnir actually lights up. So does the Star-Lord helmet. And um, there's a little stand for the Mjolnir too. I think I'm going to gun for that one as my next uh, little prop to keep around. Let me actually bring that to the office and keep that to whack somebody with, you know what I mean? So huh. I say the nay. And all right, too bad you couldn't get it to throw it and get it to come back to you. Yeah, exactly. It's supposed to make like thunder noises or something. I'm like, oh yeah, that's mine. You know? Oh, wait a second. Hold on. Both roleplay accessories will be available for pre-order on Amazon starting at noon on Saturday, February 18th. Oh, that's it. Mine, mine, mine. And for those looking at the video, I just found the, the article. There it is. To... Check that out, man. Scroll down a little bit so you can see what the uh, what the Thor one looks like with the stand. If you can, Roddy. Mm-hmm. It'll load up and Tim will see it. And there it is. Ooh. Yeah, see? Oh, check that out, man. Oh, I'm totally ordering that. Mine, mine, mine. Hey, that's actually cool looking. Yes. No doubt, no doubt. You know, it's got the, the loop at the end, too. Hopefully, that'll actually fit my big mitts so I can put my hand through it. But, you know, we'll see. 100 bucks, though? Ooh. The cap shield is 100 bucks. So, that seems to be, like, the standard price point for, like, the, the plastic. Let's say they put out a metal one. That's going to be a lot more. Sure. So, But anyway, I'm glad that we were able to uh, finish off the news with that because I was pretty jazzed by this announcement. And actually reading that we can pre-order this starting this weekend. Oh, that works. How much is it? 100 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's like borderline, but you know what? Like, you know, that's just something that you can actually, like, my cap shield, I, we joked about this before, my cap shield is literally on the floor, you know, like, uh, propped up against the closet door, like it is in <laughs> Cap Winter Soldier, you know, like, it's just, it's hanging out, so, you know, it's just there, uh, so I can imagine this, uh, this Mjolnir, like, being like a cool prop, you know, just to pick up and twirl around next to your desk. All right. All right, so let me finish this off with a more familiar ad read, people, as I wait for this to load up. Keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Speaking of Amazon, where you can pre-order the Mjolnir Marvel Legends prop toy, visit cspn.us. That's what I'm going to do on Saturday when I pre-order this. Then click the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Purchase items from Amazon as you normally would, whether it's Mjolnir Marvel Legends props, books, music, electronics, jewelry, or apparel. For every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN a payment... That helps us keep the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles podcast free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Amazon.com through CSPN.us. Do it today. And follow us on our individual Twitter accounts. I'm at TimDOGG98 and at CBCron. Agent70 is at Agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. Roddy Cat is at Roddy Cat and at News Nerds Needs and at CBE Caps on Instagram. And be on the lookout for, I guess I'll be Instagramming this image as well as uh, uh, Roddy from CB Caps will as well, the image I was referring to earlier. And PCN Dirt is at PCN underscore Dirt on Twitter. And at popculturenetwork.com. And Graham Comic Reviews. Graham Comic Reviews on Instagram. So with that, we are done for the week. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in live. That's right. If you did, or on the audio or video podcast. Thanks again. Many, many thanks. Oh, it was a D20. Sometimes you got to roll the hard 20. Ah, man, that brings back memories. There you go. And with that, (laughs) we are Comic Book Chronicles, and we are signing off. Would you believe it? Peace!